Welcome to The Storeroom, a North VCA podcast. The Storeroom is a place where we keep everything that influences our ideas. And this season, we discuss across a bewilderingly wide variety of topics, the impact that brand stories have on our lives. Welcome to The Storeroom. Let's go inside and see what we can find. That's right. All right. Okay, so, yeah, welcome to, to North's VCA's first ever podcast. I'm here with my creative partner and uh, long-time friend, actually, Michael Bond, uh, who works with me here. Hello. Yeah. Welcome. So, Mike, is this your first time on air? It is. Yeah, I've never been on air, for, probably for a, yeah, actually, no, I've never been on air. Ha- haven't you even done something in like a radio commercial where they needed a, an extra voice in the background? And we then... actually did an ad. It was one of the most loved ads <laughs> of all time. Um, no, it was a radio ad we did uh, for Durex. And I, I, I played the, the fireman. My name was Joe. And I, all I had to do was go, yo! That was my only role. And I absolutely nailed it. <laughs> That's incredible. So yeah, do you right. remember that it was back at uh, back at Jupiter? Was it? It was for like it was for juries, for extra large condoms, and it was this whole like fire scene, and then it was like Joe, roll out your hose, Joe, uh, one of those, roll out your hose, one and of those. Like, it was this, like, audio roll. dick, audio dick games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> you right? Then, then, yeah. Okay. So I was yeah. jo- I was Joe with the long hose. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I mean, Yuri's, Yuri's art director, so it wasn't like he had to cast around the agency, <laughs> just, just to kind of a given. Um, all right, so we're going to be speaking today about the, the importance of, of a brand story, which is ex- exactly what our focus is at North, is to, is to create and define businesses' brand stories. So we've got a few examples we want, to, we want to speak through today about, you know, what a brand story actually is and why it's important and why it's what we love to do at North. Yeah, I think... Can I, can I kick off here? Absolutely, please so do. I think there was a little, like, I've, I've used this, this example before, but the other night I was out, out to dinner with um, Van and Ben, and we had a restaurant, and the, the waiter walked up, and he had two bottles of wine. And the one bottle was something very fancy that I can't pronounce, um, and the second bottle was about a farmer and his dad, and there was this beautiful story behind this bottle, and we immediately bought the bottle on the right. Irrespective of the irrespective of the price. Yeah, irrespective of the price. No, they, they were both the same price. Yeah, they were both they're exactly the same product. Yeah, same same wine, but um, the one was told with a story. Yeah, and I immediately just yeah. people just gravitate towards stories because um, we say it's uncovering the truth, and even though stories can be fabricated and made up, they have to have a an essence of truth about them. We we also use the analogy sometimes if you see something, uh, a piece of design or a piece of communication. And you don't quite believe it. It's almost like watching a film where you're not invested in the characters. You, yeah. you just there's there's somehow just a disconnect. And when it can look it can look great and it can, it can say all the right things, but yeah. if there's no sort of soul, then then, then there's no spirit. Exactly, and it yeah. feels it feels kind of meaningless. Then, but a similar story to your wine story. I was with some friends who are mus- musicians, and they were shopping for for amplifiers, specifically bass amplifiers. And we were in this music shop, and they were looking at one that had all of the functions, everything that it did, all written out on the top, all of its features. And while they were looking at that, I was wandering around the store, and I saw one with this beautiful orange wooden cabinet. And the, the name of the, the amplifier is actually Orange. They're a famous yeah. manufacturer of amplifiers from, from, from the UK. And I looked at this thing, and it didn't say anything about what it did. It was just this beautiful-looking thing that just had this, just said Orange on the front. And I looked in the back, and on the back of the bass speaker, they had their, what I call their brand story. It said, it said Orange Amplifiers, the voice of the world. 
Amazing. And I just thought, you know, if you're a teenage kid in a, in a mm. band in your garage yeah. and you plug into that and you feel like you've got something to say, it just felt like it was speaking to that whole that yeah. whole kind of that whole spirit of rock and roll, but mm. just in one line. And I think that's what we emphasize at North is you you have to take all of these complicated things within a business and all of the perceptions of the people within the business, people from outside of the business, all of their strategic documents, the things that their business strategies, their sales yeah. strategies. And we have to, well, what we love to do is distill that down to one simple statement. And I'm, I think there's a great example, Mike. You've worked a lot on, on Nike in, in, in your time. In yeah, yeah. So Nike is something that we, we can always talk about for days. We just love the brand. We yeah. are, like what we, and you know, I will explain in more detail, but we are participants of that brand. Um, and we'll sort of explain that later. But yeah, yeah Nike, I mean, they, they, you know, everything about them, the way they started their business from the back of a, you know, full night in the back of a, Back of a um, car, selling selling sneakers out of a out of the trailer and using a waffle iron to make the soles. Yeah. To make the soles. To the way that they design their shoes today, the complete freedom that Tinker Hatfield is given to to create um, to, to to embody the spirit of, of that's right. And then that you know that's all the internal stuff. And then that you know obviously then relates to the to the the customer on the outside, who um, you know who lives and breathes the, the Nike vision, which is if you have a body, you're an athlete. It's all about this personal. Kind of struggle, mm. personal journey, and they've never veered off that. Yeah. They've said it in multiple different ways, yeah. and they've like there's multiple different expressions of the same. And we're talking about just do it, yeah, you know, just, just do it, it yeah. as, the, as, the, as the yeah, exactly. I think you don't even have to see Nike anymore. You just have to put just do it. That their story is, is bigger than their brand. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we even had to say it actually. I think possibly people yeah. listening yeah, exactly. or twelve of you. I think someone's <laughs> nodded off on who's <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so Nike's a really great example, and they, they haven't ever veered off track either. Yeah. They always stay true to them. That was that line was well, they, they came up with that, that vision or that story in the early '80s, and it hasn't changed at all. You know? Yeah, and I think uh, Mike, again, given your given your uh, overseas experience, I mean, I remember the Guinness, those beautiful Guinness. Uh, we're talking more in the ad space now as opposed to redesigning an entire brand. But mm. I think the idea of a, in a campaign, you still need that central thought that you still need that story. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with Guinness, they had good things came to those who ate. Yeah. And then they. Yeah, exactly. They they had that. That was a beautiful line. It encapsulated everything about them, their product, the craft, the, the time that it goes into making that product, and then the result of that. Um, and that was like the you know that was their shared vision and their, their north you know. And then they they for some reason decided they wanted to change it. You know, a lot of I think a lot of companies do. They feel like change is is a good thing. I have a feeling, sorry Mike, sorry to jump to I have a feeling with, with Guinness, they wanted to expand their markets and there was probably a lot of guys exactly. in, in a lot of seats in a lot of offices around the world yeah, who exactly. said there's some markets that won't understand yeah. that good things come to those away because people in, let's say, Nigeria are more ambitious and they can't wait. And they, they need they, to yeah. be quicker on their feet. And all that. So they start bringing their, sort of bringing their strategy into the story. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then, then it becomes a, a strategic line. Then it becomes a, a, um, a misconception. Or a, a perception, sorry. Yeah. A perception of the brand that they want to create, that they want people to sort of believe it, start start buying into. But they don't because it's not a real story. It's not the truth. Exactly. So they changed their they changed their, their brand line or their brand story to something called Made of More, and I actually worked on it. And it was incredibly hard to execute on that because it's also hard to work if you. That, that, that's what that's the beauty of a brand story is that it, it, it resonates with everyone in your business, not just your staff, but the people who work on your business, the people who interact with your business. The people who work on your business the as people well. People who work on your business. So we were working on a line that we didn't believe in. It was really hard to write work around it. And the work that came out off of it was really nicely shot, beautifully written, but no soul. Yeah. Know? And I think that's why... You know, that's what they lost. That's what they lost, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, I can, and we, we've all been in meetings where you can almost see that that, that, that slow erosion process happening over, over a few months or 
couple of years, eventually get to, to something that you don't, as you said, you yeah. don't you don't quite believe in. Yeah. But I think what I, what I find fascinating about about brand stories as well is it doesn't have to just be in 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 the in consumer products. I mean, unless you look at something like a film, I suppose that is a consumer product because you pay money to go and see it. But you get a very distinct feel between, let's say, Marvel comics and DC mm. comics. Yeah. Marvel, for me, what I love about them is they 100% trust their audience to follow them on the on the ride. They don't they don't pull any punches. The the humor can be quite high wire combined. Whereas DC, I feel, think they don't respect their audience almost. They feel yeah. like if we just throw in a couple of disorientating fight scenes yeah. and some and some throw money at the problem. Yeah, yeah. and some flashy effects. Um, that, that 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 will be enough for them, and yeah. and at the box office tells the exact opposite story. Marvel yeah. is absolutely killing it, and I mean, yeah. some people are maybe there's too many Marvel movies. I'm personally a huge fan, so. But then also DC, they had I mean they had Christopher Nolan's Batman at the beginning, and they could have they could have if they'd followed that very 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 deep dark truth yeah. about, about that, and that could have been their that could have been their brand story. They could have been the darker of the two. Marvel could have been the lighter and the more comedic. Yeah, but. If you ask anyone who um, what their favorite, sorry, anyone, but I think the majority of people would say that their their favorite Batman was the the Nolan one because it oh, had absolutely. there was a believability to this this character that we all grew up with, and he was always like a, a sort of strange character in pajamas running around. You know, that's how he started, and then and then it went on this sort of really surreal kind of path um, where the bat suit had nipples and it just became a bit of a, <laughs> yeah, of a strange George thing. George Clooney's nipples in the bat suit. Yeah, and then, then Christopher Nolan said, well, actually, like, let's make a real story. Mm. Let's and, not, and let's make it let's make it as dark as the source material, which it, yeah. which it really and was. And make it believable. Yeah, and it's the first time I'd ever seen a superhero film where it looked like the, build, the, the, the way the cities looked were so everyday and so pedestrian, yeah. but there was something so wonderful about that grittiness. Yeah. And you could relate to it. Yeah, it wasn't like a. It wasn't something that they. It wasn't something created. It was something real. Exactly, and I think that again. I mean, the DC wasn't involved in the in the Joker, despite it being part of the you know the DC yeah. canon. But again, they just didn't pull any punches. And again, I think it's about trusting your audience. I mean, we in, in our industry, you always say. I mean, there's an old saying that the you know the consumer's not an idiot. Yeah, the I mean, consumer's only getting smarter. Absolutely. Because so we're in, the, we're in the, the information age. We have so much information at our hands at any time. Absolutely. So we're just getting smarter as, yep. a, as, a, as, a, as a, a consumer. Yeah, and that, and then, and that the exact result of that is that it's, it's, just, it's impossible to hoodwink someone who's, yeah. who's switched on. Yeah, you, exactly. you, you have to be telling the truth. And I think that comes back to why we, we start with the brand story right in the middle of, of what we do. We have to find that essence and that truth about the brand. And then the company starts to develop around that truth. Then the company believes in the truth. And then automatically yeah. people don't need to be sold to because people can see that it's the truth and see that, that, you know, that the company believes in what they're saying and believes in what they're doing. Yeah. And that for us is the most rewarding, rewarding feeling. We've had it on a, on a client recently. It was for a, I don't know when this podcast is going up, but I'm sure I can say it, but it was for a dementia care facility. And, uh, and yeah. the, the, the effect of our work had, had an effect on people within the business who suddenly started associating their various departments with the color palette that we had chosen. And, and there was a renewed energy in a business that had lost its way a bit. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the beauty of creating something that everyone believes. And then, mm. then everyone externally will believe it as well. Yeah, and, totally. and hopefully, the, the, obviously, the, the end objective of that is to, is to get increased sales for our customers. And that's, it is, that's it really is a cliche, but I mean, it's just a, it's, it's the ripple effect. Um, you know, it, it just perfectly embodies what a brand story can do for a, for a business or a company, for anyone, for a, for a film studio. You know, mm. it, it's, it's, I think it's, everyone has their own personal story as well. And um, you know, when you when you meet someone, you don't you don't start talking about your CV. 
You know, you don't yeah. you don't talk about who you are. I mean, what your achievements are. You you just introduce well, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends if it's an interview or not. <laughs> but uh, you you know, you talk about your character. You talk about your, you yeah. you you show people your soul. You show your people your spirit. And I think yeah, that's, you tell them a joke. Yeah, or you don't know whatever yeah, you're doing. And, like, and that's that's your your story. You know, as as, as much as your story exists, so does your brand story. Yeah, um, that's an excellent analogy, Mark. I actually haven't heard that one. Yeah, that just, that just came to me right now. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's absolutely natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but it, it, it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent point because you don't start speaking about you know, what you, or some people do, I guess. They speak about, oh, what they've done. Yeah, but those people are also like... They can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not great people. Yeah, for exactly. Our <laughs> for our international audience. <laughs> Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, I, I read the, I read this thing that, that the idea of a concept of a brand is ephem ephemeral, elusive, and just about impossible to explain completely. And uh, I know, but we, that's why we speak about a lot about spirit and personality and soul and truth yeah. and those 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 quite elusive words um, because it's not something that it's not something that you can immediately put your finger on. But it's but when when it resonates, people all see it yeah. for what it is. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the beauty of it. And it also doesn't sound like a brand story doesn't have to be something that you know a consumer sees either. I think it's 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 a what we do is we will take the brand story and we'll we'll put it into a, a phrase or a sentence because yeah. as a brand you need to communicate. But quite often brands don't even need to tell their story. Their story is sort of known. It's sort of like a... So I'll give you an example. It's, um, Tom's Shoes, yeah. which is all about, you know, you buy one pair of shoes. Uh, it's a one-for-one one model. You buy a pair of shoes. Today, someone else receives a pair, you know, someone in a, in a less fortunate situation. Yeah. But Tom's doesn't say that when you buy their shoes. No. The name of their shoe is um, Tom's, which comes from the, the, the longer word, which is tomorrow's shoes, but they couldn't fit that on the shoes. So they they abbreviated it. Yeah. But they don't actually, they don't talk about their one-for-one -one model. They talk about themselves as a gifting company. Um, and they really want to, they, they don't see themselves as a shoe company, they're a gifting company, and they really want to perfect the gifting model. Yeah. But they don't go out there talking about they've got this one-for-one -one model. They, exactly. they, everyone knows about it. And that's, when you see someone wearing a pair of Tom's shoes, or I'm wearing a pair of Tom's shoes, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that these shoes give someone else a pair of shoes. Exactly. So, not like, oh, look at the quality of these shoes. Yeah. Or look at the sole. Or look how it's made. Yeah, look at the colors. It's the story yeah. that, that you hear first. And, and then, as you, as you just said, you become, then become a participant because you're becoming a brand yeah, exactly. advocate and you're saying, look, the, 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 these stories, or these shoes have seen, got a great story. Have you seen this movie? Have you tried this beer? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know where I was going with that. But no, no, but yeah. that, that, that makes, that makes a good point. And, uh, I mean, I, we, one of our heroes is Brian Collins and he says he, he defines a brand simply it's a promise performed consistently over time. So, and oh, I that's think, beautiful. And yeah. I think that, yeah, he, he, he absolutely knows it. I wonder how his, how his podcast's going. <laughs> We've heard him on a few. But, um, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's the, and I, I think He's probably it, listening. Hi, Brian. Is yeah, it you? Hi, Brian. <laughs> did, you, did you also get fucked up in the brand experience? <laughs> if you're out there. Um, anyway. So, um, and I always love this, like, he, he says that, you know, companies are actually, their, their biggest rival is the future, you know, yeah. and I think it comes back to your point earlier, Mark, where people, there's so many media outlets, and as we said before, brands used to be something, I mean, when we were growing up, because we, yeah. we're kind of middle-aged now, not kind of, we are middle-aged, <laughs> you know, brands were something you saw on TV, that's why everyone knew the yeah. jingles for all of the ads, because yeah. you'd have, like, four TV channels, and you'd see the same ads, and you'd remember them. But now that's just everywhere. So and that ad, that ad would tell you what to feel. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, this is who I am and this is how you must feel. Yeah. And there'd be a billboard and a radio ad and a TV ad. And yeah. And they would tell you, that, as you said, that, and that's the opposite of our model where the, the company starts in the middle. They have a company. Then they want to project their perception to the, to the world. So they create a, a brand 
and campaign around them, around them, saying what they feel they need to say yeah. to get people to believe about it. Yeah. And the, those those days, I'm afraid of have completely yeah, yeah, gone. And because now a, a brand is a hashtag away. It's it's a, it's some you you're friends with, with exactly, brands. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you've got a you've got a smarter audience. Yeah. You've got way more competition, and you've got the third part is that you you interact with brands in a very different way. Yeah. So you've got three three things that have changed drastically, like, drastically, like yeah. in the last sort of five years, five yeah. to ten years. So it's been quick. Yeah. But brands are still not you know picking that up. Yeah, and I think that's where the opportunity um, for us is. Yeah, because we love doing that. We love taking all that information, especially if it's a company we believe in yeah. or a product we believe in. And a good company. Yeah. And a good company. So this will never work if you're not telling the truth. Yeah. So if your product's not great, then it's not going to work. You know? Yeah. So I mean, that's a starting point. But then there's there's you know there's there's two types of companies. There's those who are still kind of working in the old model. Yeah. You're losing market You're share. You're talking about themselves. They're the, they're the person in the corner of the cocktail bar. Telling everyone telling how everyone, funny they are. Telling, yeah, telling everyone, yeah, you yeah, should I'm, see how wild I am on I'm weekends. I'm such a funny guy. Yeah. I'm such <laughs> yeah. a funny guy. I hate those, they, guys. those guys. And they're losing market share, which obviously leads yeah. to sales. No one wants to speak to them. And they can't, they can't figure out why. So what they do is they bring in a branding agency, a scam and they yeah. go, Tell this new story to this, yeah. this, to, to my con- consumers, and they go. They tell, tell, tell them how funny I am on the weekend. Yeah, tell them how funny <laughs> I am in a new way on the weekend. Yeah. And the branding agency or the advertising agency or marketing company does that, and then the consumer sees it, and that's fine because they they got in front of the right person. Yeah. But did that person acknowledge them? Did, did they, they believe just, it? Did they swipe left? What did they do? Yeah, they probably didn't acknowledge them. They probably don't remember it. Yeah, you know. So there's no point in using old methods and old media channels if you can turn that consumer into your brand participant, yeah. then you've got a very valuable media channel yeah. and spreading the truth of your company. And and ultimately leading, uh, benefiting your bottom line, which I mean, let's not split hairs. That's the, that's the purpose of business exactly. is, to, is, to, is, to, is to be profitable. And, yeah, uh, there's always yeah. a sale involved you know, some, somewhere along the line. And in, uh, and in Patagonia's, in Patagonia's um, uh, case, uh, their sale, they want you to buy one thing. Because no, they, they don't they, want the sale. Yeah, they 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 don't want they want the sale. They don't want sales. Yeah, uh, exactly. They want you to buy one one of their jackets, and they want you to use it for for a lifetime for, for your decades. And yeah. uh, I think yeah. I think uh, the sort of another way to phrase it is the consumers they've just stopped drinking the Kool Aid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Kool Aid sales away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're just not they're not just buying they're not buying the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why your brand really needs to, to stand out and tell, tell the truth. And that's why your brand needs a story. And, and that's uh, where we get involved. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think we can actually, I think we can actually, can actually leave that there, Mike. I think that's a good, good twenty minutes. That's a good twenty minutes. Yeah. A good pilot. Yeah, that's a great pilot. I think we need to obviously stop. Intern. No, no, it's fine. I can just have to push this. <laughs> the intern told me to push the space bar. Which one's the space bar? <laughs>